Hello and welcome to another episode of Half Court and Mid Range. Today we're going to be talking about the NBA playoffs because the regular season has ended and the playoff matchups are all set. And so we've got a lot of exciting stuff uh, for you here. We're going to talk our predictions for those series uh, and maybe a little bit of talk about the Sixers uh, who are not in the playoffs, sadly, much to raise dismay. Uh, and then we'll do a little MVP and Rookie of the Year talk. Uh, and maybe a little special, uh, special casual fan uh, interest here as well. Uh, so I'm here, I'm Court, and I've got Ray here with me today. How y'all doing? do a little mvp talk how does that sound ray sounds great sounds great um so yeah this is a we had a lot of great performances in the nba this year and the offense just there was a lot more points scored and a lot more players compiling really impressive uh statistical profiles um and particularly in the mvp race uh there are four at least three probably four very deserving candidates uh i would say the first three being uh, in no order, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Kawhi Leonard. That was in an order. That was like, in an yeah. order. I didn't mean to imply meaning in the order. Okay. I had to say it in order. Right. Um, and would you say that if you were giving an order that you came up with, there would be meaning in that order, or would that also? I would try to <laughs> randomize it, but I'm, I agree, I admit my ability to randomize in my head is uh, not great. But your ability to assign meaning to things is high. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Creating your own meaning. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. And so there's another there's another one out there who I'm gonna assume you're not gonna say is Joe Harris. Sadly. Not Joe Harris. Just missed the cut. Uh, but then LeBron James. Uh, Heard of him. Yes. Yes. For um, our casual fans out there, could you uh, say what MVP stands for? Most Valuable Player. Okay. Cool. And who actually gets to decide this? So it is. I believe it is exclusively now writers. I think it's about 100 NBA writers um, at various points. I think people on teams or people affiliated with teams or broadcasters affiliated with teams uh, were voting. Um, but now I believe it is exclusively writers who are not team employees, which I think like the guys who do the radio broadcast and the TV broadcast are usually TV employee, uh, team employees. Gotcha. And obviously they have a little bit of a bias. Right. Um, so. Like the Nets guy is probably going to vote for Joe Harris. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the Nets guys are actually really good. Um, but so, yeah. So uh, everyone submits. They, they vote on a number of things, including MVP, and they'll rank their top five. And then the votes are, you know, accrued. And uh, there's a point system. And the person with the most points wins. There you go. So the person with the highest points per game wins. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the times, that is true. Um, but yeah, so it was a super close race. Um, Russell Westbrook averaged a triple-double, which uh, hasn't happened since Oscar Robertson. That is very impressive. Maybe that's the only other time it happened. And James Harden scored a bunch and averaged a ton of assists. Um, also averaged a lot of rebounds. Only missed a triple-double by two rebounds per game. Um, and then Kawhi Leonard is one of the best all-around players in the game. He's a great defensive player. He had a really great offensive season as well. He's not as offensively dynamic as Harden or Westbrook, but he's much better at defense. And uh, LeBron James continues to be the best basketball player. Uh, I put him below the other three because uh, the Cavs really underperformed, and he doesn't really try that hard on defense in the regular season, and I think that should be... Uh, accounted for in the MVP uh so right yeah um yeah I mean we mostly put him on there because Ben Foster wanted him to be included <laughs> yeah. in the discussion and right? we want him to his voice to be heard on this podcast even right. if he won't call in yeah you know? talk to him uh, I talked I, I saw Ben Foster in person oh yeah how's that uh, he's doing well was really excited about LeBron James and and that he said he was going to call in this morning but nice talk about MVP with us um, well, I guess he's not the MVP of the podcast then. Not yet. N not the not the weekly MVP of the podcast, <laughs> uh, which is more often than we come out with podcasts. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but we do, Ray and I meet every week to uh, award an MVP of the podcast. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, um, cool. So, 
you want to give your take here on who you think uh, should win it and Actually, why? Why, not, or... why don't you go first? Okay, I'll go first. I also, so you gave your top uh, top four people there. I would also want to put in a plug. This is going to sound really lame because I saw this article on 538 like right after I was like sort of looking up some stats. But Steph Curry also has like a case there um, no, because I... he was a really good player on a really good team, like the best team. Uh, and he was over the course of the season, uh, mostly because Durant was hurt, uh, the best player on that team. And he does have that unique skill set, which like he's really, 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 really good at some things, uh, which make the game changed. Uh, he is also like really bad. I want to. He always turns the ball over. I mean, those other guys turn the ball over a lot too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But actually, Westbrook and Harden, I think, are both going to break the turnover se- season single season record this right. year. I mean, um, when you have the ball that yeah, much and yeah. you're making all the plays for your yeah. team. Um, but I think that's totally legit with Steph Curry. I, the way he he had a great season and a lot of his contributions don't show up on a stat sheet because the defense just has to absolutely change the way they play right. when he can shoot from 30 feet out. So I'm not going to give it to Steph Curry, even though I wanted to put him there in the conversation. I think that was I'm going gonna, gonna to argue for Westbrook uh, less on like the statistical side of things and like I mean, obviously, he uh, brought the Thunder team, which would have not made the playoffs, into like a playoff team. Uh, super important for them. I think just the storyline is like kind of cool. It's like, oh, now that Durant left, he like takes over the team, and then he's like setting these records, and just that like angry Russ, like him against the world sort of uh, narrative, uh, which excites me. And he was still, even by the stats, still a very, very good player. Uh, perhaps there could be some statistical arguments for those other guys uh, having a slightly superior season. I want to, I do want to say like very close, uh, all of them extremely deserving this year, much more exciting race than a lot of times for MVP. Yes. I think that is totally legit. And I think, I think all three of the guys have a totally legitimate case. Um, I, so I ended up not going with Westbrook. I actually was torn between Harden and, and Kawhi. Uh, the main reason, I think the most compelling argument for me was, and a lot of a lot of people have pointed this out, um, but the Thunder and Rockets had similar projected win totals at the beginning of the year, um, and kind of the narrative throughout the season has turned into James Harden supporting cast is m- much so. Sorry, Russell Westbrook plays for the Thunder. James Harden <laughs> plays for the Rockets, um, and the Rockets, James Harden's team, have a lot. You know, have ten or so more wins than the Thunder. Um, the narrative throughout the season has become the Rockets are a much better team, and that's why Harden's winning more. Um, but when you actually look at the rosters, I actually don't. You know, when you take those two players away, I, I I think you could make a case they're either similar teams. Or you could even make a case that the Thunder are a better team. Um, I think it is true that the the Rockets are set up really well to maximize Harden's strengths mm. um, and just spreading the floor, passing, um, having three-point shooters where um, maybe Russ could thrive in that system as well. Right now, the Thunder don't have a lot of good shooters. Um, and so, you know, maybe his style is good where he just kind of really hogs the ball. Um, all that to say, I think Harden... I would prefer I would take Harden over Russ because I think Harden has elevated his team uh, more to a higher height um, than Westbrook has, and I don't think that the overall quality of the teams are that much better. Like, you know, two of the biggest contributors of the Rockets are Ryan Anderson, and Eric Gordon. They were, as Court and I are very familiar with, underwhelming players on the Pelicans for a few years, um, and so it's I think we should make the case that Harden's play elevated them in a way that Russ Russ's play has not elevated Steven Adams. Um, it is frustrating to see those guys like hit open threes and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. do stuff in the system the right way when it's like they couldn't, I mean, they got hurt a lot more when they were on the Pelicans too. I feel like, yeah, uh, both of those guys, but yeah, it's just like, man, if they could have knocked down some of those shots while they were on the Pelicans. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess they kind of did the season where they made the playoffs a little bit. But yeah. Yeah. Um all that to say actually, I am gonna pick Kawhi. Um I figured. Yeah, I yeah, I've been on the Kawhi bandwagon a little while. And I actually wavered, um, and I thought I was gonna go with Harden. Um, um and uh but 
ultimately, Kawhi was just was really great and really efficient at offense. He definitely did not do as much. He did not create as much as Westbrook and Harden, for sure. Um, but I think um, his efficiency um, and the way he just, like, transforms into whatever role the Spurs need, um, in addition to, like, his amazing defense, I think that is why I think he was the most valuable to his team. I think the fact that, and get, similarly, when you look at the Spurs team, like, outside of Kawhi, they're they're really not that great, and they won over 60 games this year. I think it's, like, pretty remarkable, and I think you have to attribute that to Kawhi. Definitely. Um, so. I mean- I and saw pop, them play. I saw the. Were you at that game with me? Oh no, it was me. Michael Mahoney. Okay. Uh, oh, and you might have been there too, though, right? Where we went with like Michael and Kelsey. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we saw the game there, yeah. and the Pelicans actually won that game. Yeah. You, Kawhi did play, but he was like coming back from injury, and he also played very well. But like the rest of the team, you're like, Ugh, like these guys, some old dudes here, some kind of like underwhelming. Yeah. Extra pieces. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my MVP. Um we should we can close it there. Um there's lots of people talking about the MVP. So uh, Yeah. Less you, people talking about rookie of the year, right? Yes, the rookie of the year. Um this has been an exciting race. Uh lots of deserving candidates. <laughs> uh no, that's not really true. There has been uh, we'll get into this, I guess. But there's probably only a couple candidates where you're like, "Okay, they played pretty good." Uh, and then there was another candidate who did play very well for a short amount of time. Well, there might be multiple candidates who played very well for short amounts of time, <laughs> but we can get into that. Okay. Uh, the the people, a lot of people are talking about are Malcolm Brogdon, Joel Embiid, and Dario Saric. I'm not that was sure. Really nice I'm, pronunciation. Yeah, that was yeah really nice. I've been working on it. Um, so they're kind of like the three that have been uh, mentioned. The uh, intrigue for our podcast here is that my favorite basketball team is not an NBA team. It's the Virginia Cavaliers. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon uh, is a rookie. He played four years at UVA, uh, and he so he's one of the candidates there. And then the other two candidates both play for the Sixers. Uh, so it's, it sets up a natural kind of divide here, uh, perhaps, of uh, arguing one or the other. But... Um, you want to just give a little rundown on like with the merits of each of these uh, people if you want to. And if you don't have any merits for Malcolm Brogdon, I'm fine to give some merits there. Uh, yeah, I'd be happy to. And actually, maybe even we should start with, I think what's interesting about these awards is that there is a, you know, who you pick is going to be contingent upon how you define the award. So Court and I just talked about the MVP and the definition that most people settle on is kind of most important to or like contributed most to their team winning. Um, right. Uh, whereas like most outstanding player would be a different award. I think in this case that would be Russell Westbrook pretty easily. Yes. Um, and so I think rookie of the year is one where I don't think... That's a hard one. There's no sort of superlative in there. It just means yes. they were they they were of the year. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's right. Does that right. mean they most embody the year of 2016, <laughs> 2017? Yeah, I think... <laughs> I mean, this period of time, like very, you know, lots of stuff happening. 2017 will be a year of. (laughs) (laughs) They call Malcolm Brogdon presidential. (laughs) Yes, they do. (laughs) I don't know. That might hurt his his, uh, rookie of the year. (laughs) More of the beginning of the season. (laughs) Yes. Um, but, uh, But so this is one that I think lacks definition and. Uh, like it's just rookie of the year and i so i think it could be the most outstanding rookie i think it could be most productive rookie which similar i mean this in this this year that's an important distinction right um or it could be like rookie that most contributes to winning i think some people are kind of going with the last and there's obviously other definitions some people are going with the last one Generally speaking, I don't think that's how rookie of the year is evaluated because usually the best rookies are on some of the worst teams because they were drafted high. Um, and if that was the case, then it would often go to like late first round picks that were on good teams that had a role uh, or second round picks. Um, and so all that, that's, that's just, and actually generally this criteria, you know, it seems like people really love talking about these awards and they really love arguing about them. 
And it seems like to me that people even just enjoy like the practice of arguing about what an award like is or how it should be defined. Yes. In a way that I that I think is is interesting and and strange. Um these and sort of like meta arguments. Yeah. Now we're kind of having like a meta meta discussion about that. Yeah. Um and I think it's it, it kind of I I was thinking I was reflecting on this and there's a number of things like this like there's 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 something happen nowadays something happens and then there's like a response uh, and that's usually more like visceral and emotional and just like ah mm-hmm. and then there's like the second response and that comes in like you know the more that's more like this like intelligent thoughtful it's like well hmm, maybe that visceral response is not um, and it seems like there's just like an industry for uh and a a demand for just kind of like picking these things apart and really kind of i don't know i'm probably just rambling now is what is what i'm saying making any sense at all uh i think there was some sense in there uh we'll leave that for the listener to decide really but uh i think what i so from from what i'm hearing let's see if i can like succinctly summarize it for the uh listener here and sorry for all those S's in a row. That's going to show up weird on the podcast. Uh, you're saying like some sort of, there will be a controversial event that happens or at least something that gets talked about on say your social medias or whatever like that. And then there will be like an instant, like people will say like, oh, that was bad. Like United Airlines shouldn't have knocked that guy out and like carried him off the airplane. And then that's a bad example because people are just pretty unanimous on that one. But yeah, there are counter takes, but yes, yeah, they should. There's unanimous feeling about that, and that's a right unanimous. Yeah, feeling. and then they'll be like, "Well, actually, like, turns out your response to that, like, you didn't think it through, like, it it, it reveals this about you." Or yeah. now I feel like I'm rambling too, but I think people are gonna get what we mean. I yeah, think- and and I, as you were explaining it, I think I figured out what I wanted to say. The 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 reason I'm I think maybe less people are actually interested in the content of mm. the argument uh, oftentimes and more interested in like the argument itself. And so I don't think people really care. Uh, some people do, but I think a lot of people like they don't necessarily care who the MVP is or who the rookie of the year is. Yes. I think with some of these stories, they don't necessarily care about like the content of the story. Um, but like the, the act of like arguing and thinking about it in a way that is like unique or right. they, they think is like, counter is is what people are interested in sometimes um like nobody gives a shit about uh the rookie of the year like who was the rookie of the year last year i have no idea i mean i should know because we're on a basketball podcast but uh carl anthony towns last year oh yeah but it does the fact that it takes some time to figure it out right yeah it, it doesn't really matter yeah um yeah so um, and i mean like whether malcolm brogdon is awarded this award for his career will not matter whatsoever like mm-hmm. it, like he's gonna be like you know a role player on a team no matter if he's awarded this award to this time or not it'll just be kind of like a weird afternote like yeah be like oh weird he was the rookie of the year that year or like people will be like oh you know he was in discussion for rookie of the year when his rookie year like yeah nobody's gonna like look back and be like whoa yeah yeah um so that, all that to sorry say. for that diatribe now i'll go through the actual players um so um joel Embiid uh played 31 games for the sixers um i think no one is arguing that he when he played he was the best uh basketball player who was a rookie and it wasn't even close um he was dominant honestly um and like if he had just played the way he had played for 31 games for uh 70 games we'd he probably would be on an NBA all NBA team. Like he'd probably be one of the top 15 players in the league um, as voted by writers. Um, But he only played 31 games. And so a lot of people are saying he shouldn't win the award because he didn't play enough. Um, How many games are there total? 82 games. Yeah. See? Um, And so I, he would be my vote because I, I would think about this award as most outstanding player, most outstanding rookie, and I, you know, I think if you play one game and you score fifty points and you don't play any more than maybe I wouldn't give it to you. Um, but uh, if you play thirty-one games and play way, way better than all the rookies, I would give it to you. Uh, the other two, <laughs> do you want to go, Court? 
Um, no, will you uh, just give me give me the other yeah, two that okay. are in discussion here, and then we'll talk more about players that may have played fewer <laughs> minutes than oh, Joel okay. Embiid. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then Darius Sharich uh, is uh, also on the Sixers, um, and he he played. He had the you know he played basically all season, and he had uh, high averages and points and rebounds and assists. Um, he was after Embiid went down, he was the best player on the Sixers, maybe besides Robert Covington, um, probably the second best player on the Sixers. Um, and yeah, he, he just played really well. He accrued stats and counting stats uh, rather than averages are usually what people care about with these awards. So because he averaged a lot of uh, points, rebounds, and assists, that would normally um, lead to him getting more votes, even though in terms of some percentage numbers, like his shooting efficiency, he wasn't great. Um, so that's the argument for him. And then Malcolm Brogdon, who Malcolm Brogdon played really well. He is a, a, a critical part of the Bucks who made the playoffs, um, you know, in what was unexpected. And a lot of that was because of the way that he could contribute. He was able to play point guard and provide outside shooting, um, and defend wings. Um, and so he was definitely the rookie that was most critical to a, a playoff team, uh, being a good team. Um, and he's a great story. He was a second round pick. Um, people like to say lots of good things about him as a person. Um, many of them seem justified. I obviously don't know him. Um, haven't met the guy. Haven't met him. Um, heard good things as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, those are the three, those are the the three, uh, candidates. And you're saying Joel Embiid, despite his, uh, flash in the pan kind of performance should be the rookie of the year. Yes. Um, who do you got court? Uh okay so I obviously Malcolm Brogdon has a good case there for like he played an important role on a Bucks the Bucks team that made the playoffs but I also agree that uh it should be the most outstanding rookie uh and I'm going to say like purely stats wise here uh I would look at win shares per 48 uh <laughs> and see who was the highest rookie there turns out Joel Embiid was close he had uh let me look at the stats here a 0.117 win shares per 48 but there was another player a teammate of James Harden's on the Rockets who had 0.123 win shares per 48 uh which is Chinanu Onoaku <laughs> uh and before uh, so he played the last three games of the season which was really disappointing because when we were talking about this he had previously played only 10 minutes total and he made two shots and then made two free throws and like had a couple boards so like in his 10 minutes he was incredibly productive and was like way off the charts like the best player like you know possible in like a short amount of time and to put a cherry on top, he shoots free throws underhanded. Uh, Playing to the crowd. Which, Playing yes. Crowd. Not only did he have the stats, but he also had the narrative to back it up. Uh, despite his uh, sad performance in the last uh, three games of the season where he looks like he played, uh, tw- he played 20 minutes against the Clippers and only made one shot. Uh, and his plus minus was negative 22. Uh, despite those that like rough performance at the end of the season, I'm still going to award the the rookie of the year to Chinanu Onuaku, bringing back the underhanded free throws. Nice. Uh, nice. Shot, I don't know if you said this. Now. He shot 100 percent from free throw this year. He's I shot 100 percent from free throw. 100 percent. Yes, underhanded. How many did he take? He took four. <laughs> <laughs> he was perfect. Nobody can say he wasn't perfect at shooting free throws. Nobody can. Yeah, nobody can take that away from him. So Chinanu. Good work this year. Um, I just want to read out some of his stats per game. <laughs> he averaged 2.8 points per game. He averaged 10.4 minutes. Uh, he averaged 1.4 shot attempt, two point shot attempts. He did not shoot a single three pointer. Yeah, he's an inside guy. How many blocks did he have per game? How many uh, blocks did he have total he had... in his career so far? One. The answer is one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, no, I think this is a strong case, um, and I, I think the mainstream media, the mainstream media, yeah, the evil mainstream media, is selling him short, and I think there's an agenda behind. People it. aren't even talking. People it's because of the free throw thing. People are talking about Chinanu Onoaku, but the yeah. mainstream media aren't picking it yeah. up on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of mainstream media, <laughs> uh, we do have a caller who wants to call in and weigh in on the rookie of the year, and then. 
then I can't understand who he's gonna argue for, but he wants to to do a little argument on rookie of the year. So do you want to? Should we take a caller from St. Louis? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, um, we have gone a little over on our discussions here, but I think we can make up the time in the air, as they yeah. say. All right, we have a caller here. We have uh, Joel from St. Louis. Joel, how are you doing? Hey guys, good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, glad to be here. Are you a long time? Oh no, you've already been on this podcast in person, but it's kind of nice when it's like a caller. Have, yeah. if you say like long time listener, uh, first time caller. Yeah, long time very long time listener. I, I mean, I think the first listener probably. Um, in fact, the first you think, of you think, the uh, of the podcast form at least. You probably were. Um, yeah, you probably were. Someone might. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's right. The uh, yeah. One of the only contributors to the podcast with a nickname uh, like ours. Pick and Joel. Pick and Joel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Pick I, and I Joel. forgot what it was, but I like uh, that. Pick and Joel. That's good. Great. So, Joel, so we um, talked about MVP and Rookie of the Year already, um, but uh, we would love to hear your thoughts on both of those awards. Who's your, who's your MVP pick? Okay. So, MVP, I would, I would vote for Westbrook. Um, Obviously, I don't have a vote, uh, but um, I thought you get one of those main, when, you go, main, when you get Ray, your MFA. Ray explained that the, um, oh. the MVP is decided by writers, uh, and he said that a lot of writers That's get true, to decide yeah. it. And I, I was under the impression that you were becoming a writer, uh, so you don't do you know the vote or? I, I think the votes were already due, and I'm not technically uh, graduated yet, so maybe next uh. year. Once you graduate, that's um, when yeah, they give you your ballot. That's yeah. Um, I just missed the boat, I guess this this season. Sadly, um, here's my thought about Westbrook. Which, well, first of all, I would not, I would not uh, begrudge anyone a vote for Kawhi or Harden. I think all three of those, there's pretty equally valid cases to to make for them. The thing, the thing about Westbrook that I was going to say is that I don't agree with a lot of people who are saying that the Rockets' supporting cast is not any better, and some people even said it's worse than the Thunder supporting cast, which I think is a dumb argument. It's like you were um, listening to us before you even knew, because Ray made that argument. Oh, actually. really? Yeah. Yes. And I Wait, Ray made I that agree. argument. I think it's good that you're saying it's a dumb argument. <laughs> Why is it? Yeah, dumb? yeah. So, sorry, Ray. <laughs> okay, well, so, so well, actually, no, Joel. Let, so let's talk to you this, Pardon? Joel. So who, who, okay. um, who is on taking away Harden and Westbrook? Rank right. the rank the other players on the Thunder and the Rockets. Right. So this this is what this is what Simmons did, right? Yes. And. I agree that if you were if you were like drafting a team, you would take Stevens and or uh, Adams and Oladipo first, probably. But the thing that that doesn't take into account is that those guys are both really young, and so like yeah, you would definitely take those guys over like Anderson or Gordon. But Anderson and Gordon have been in the league a lot longer and are just like. I think I don't know if they're like necessarily more productive players, but they're definitely like smarter, more experienced players, and they're probably like the those two are probably just as productive. I think playing with Harden um, and just like looking at the overall roster, they've just got more older players, which I think that like is in some ways the knock against the Rockets. Like long term, the Thunder have a better outlook because they they have younger, better players. But like this season. I think having guys like Gordon and Anderson and Lou Williams and even like Nene is more valuable than like the Thunder have played three rookies pretty heavy minutes like uh, between Abrinas and Domas and uh, what's his name Samaj Kristen. Um, so think, yeah, so that's yeah. that's my argument for why yeah I think the that's Thunder a valid doesn't have as good. I think that's a valid argument, Joel. Um, I would just say, and I agree that, and I also argue that the Rockets have a, a, a team that fits much better on Harden's skill set. Um, right. But I would say, um, and also like players like Trevor Ariza, 
um, shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. He's a really good player. And like having a player like that uh-huh. as your fourth or fifth guy is extremely valuable. Um, but he actually has the uh, third highest value of a replacement player after of these two teams after yeah. the two stars. Yeah, he's really good. Um, <laughs> but I think I guess what I would say, Joel, is that Stephen Adams, I think if West like I think if Stephen Adams played with James Harden, um, that he would be a way better player um, that Harden would know how to incorporate him into the offense um like Harden's uh, Adams can screen and roll um I think same thing with Oladipo I think in a with a more like creative and a generous <laughs> offensive partner uh that Oladipo would have opportunities to create offense and just be a much better player um you know so I'm not I don't I think it's more of a pretty even supporting cast argument um and I just don't think that Russ makes the players around him better um or to the extent that he does it's like they don't have to try that hard on offense so they can work really hard on defense because they know russ is just going to do everything um but yeah that that's my thinking i i hear you though i think i don't know i i don't think i don't actually wouldn't i wouldn't even take oladipo over gordon and ariza and anderson necessarily um but i just don't think russ did anything to me did a lot to make his teammates better where Harden did yeah I think the problem though is like I feel like there's only so much you can do when like like for Oladipo um you know who doesn't have a good shot like there's only so much you can do I mean he needs the ball in his hands also and so yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's only so much Russ could do to make him better besides, you know, playing fast and pushing it, which definitely, um, you know, yeah. takes what, advantage of some of Oladipo's strengths. I mean, I think one thing he could do is give him the ball sometimes. <laughs> like, you know, that's 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 not that hard to do, um, I think. But um, yeah, Yeah, but then I feel like then you're sort of – you have sort of the same problem with like Russ is also not a spot up shooter, which, you know, I guess Harden does have that going for him and that, you know, Harden shot is, is a little bit more dangerous. But, right. But, and Russ could, uh, be, if he wanted to be, he could be a great cutter and he could be, you know, great on back screens, like in the Dwayne Wade ilk. Um, I think it's just about right. like, wanting to play a more team oriented game. Anyhow, we, uh, who's your, yeah. MVP, Vic? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, you, oh said, no, you, you said, said he said you said Westbrook. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you said uh, you actually said Kawhi, but it, you were arguing this sort of like yeah. My yeah. order would be Kawhi, Harden, right. Russ, but yeah. which is good because this like I think that counts as our preview of the series of the Rockets versus OKC. Yes. Well, actually, we want your Rookie of the Year oh, yeah. as well here, Joel, real quick before we get into series. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, this is not. I don't feel also, strongly about this. Before but you, I would, before I would you, Domas should get. Okay, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, before you say why, you could just explain what Rookie of the Year means to you, personally. Uh, nothing, pretty much. I don't really care that much about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, which is why I'm, I don't feel very strongly, but um, I would, it, yeah. I feel my only argument for Nomos is that he's the most important rookie playing the most on the team with the most wins and i don't know if that's actually even true but i feel like it's <laughs> at least close to true yeah is bertans a rookie uh yeah but he's not nearly as important to the spurs as Dom. i mean domas started almost all the season until they they picked up uh gibson yeah and i don't think I don't think Bertans. I, I mean, I've only watched a couple of Spurs games, but I haven't seen him play at all. Is yeah. that guy for the Warriors a rookie? That center, Javale McGee. <laughs> In our hearts, he's a rookie. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I just I think that that makes sense, Joel. I think he's just not been that good. Like, I don't even I don't even think he should really play in the playoffs. He hasn't like he's actually no no he he started off shooting pretty well, but he he hasn't continued to do that and he doesn't provide size or athleticism or defense. It's kind of, 
it's hard to see what what he does that's that good besides be the son of a guy that was really good at basketball and has a really humongous head. Let's go to the stats here. Yeah. As far as rookies he, in that he series. He does look like a... Uh, I was just going to throw in a plug. He's going to be going up against the Rockets. Uh, the Rockets also, the Rockets have my rookie of the year candidate, who's uh, Chinani Onoaku. <laughs> uh, win shares per 48, Chinani Onoaku dominating 0.123 versus we look over at Sabonis here. He's way down there at 0. 0.022. Uh, value of a replacement player. Uh, Chinanu Onoaku wins that one too. He's a zero versus Sabonis is actually a negative point one. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd be better uh, off with a replacement level player like Chinanu Onoaku <laughs> than Sabonis. Um, All right. Well, there you go. Case closed, I guess. Um, um, I was just going to say, Domas also sort of looks like a weird Justin Timberlake, which. <laughs> You know, I don't know what that counts for, but you that know, counts for maybe something. something. Yeah, yeah. Weird Justin Timberlake of the year. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, no, I would actually, I'd probably really vote for Brogdon if I had a vote. Um, oh yes, hater. Yeah, love it. <laughs> hater. That's gonna earn you so um, many fans. Lots of listeners that like the Wahoos. Good. Good. Yeah. Um, right. um, just to, just to put right. it on the record, Joel, who was the rookie that played this year that was the best at basketball? Um, I'll give you a hint. I he would probably, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got it's got to be Embiid. Good, yeah. strongest first name, also. Yes. Um, and strongest middle name, Hans. Joel mm. Hans Embiid. I wanted oh, yeah. to make a joke there, like, yeah. who has your name? And then I was going to be like. Embiid Sherman. Um. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you threw one in there for for Malcolm. Uh, and that it means nothing to you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best part. Um. We, we, yeah. So we're running. We're running a little low on time here, but we do want to just get on the record all of our first round series predictions. Uh, and then maybe we'll just like stop in there and throw in a couple words if if one of them particularly speaks to us. Yeah. Uh, Ray, we have the order. We're just going to go in the order here because we don't have a lot yeah. of time. So Wizards Hawks, nobody cares about this one. I picked Wiz in five. And I agree with Ray. I picked Wizards in five as well. What do you got, Joel? Uh, I'll go uh, Wiz in six. I'll give the Hawks an extra game. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, let's just I have a story about watching the big comeback against the Cavs in the Atlanta airport nobody really cared there nobody in Atlanta cares about the Hawks I, for what it's worth I have a friend who's from Atlanta here who like legitimately thinks that the Hawks have the worst roster in the NBA um, <laughs> you should send him some box scores from Mike the last uh, from those like the Suns and the Lakers games at the end of the year. <laughs> got some... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he tried out some, some ugly lineups. Some rough, yeah. Meta World yeah. Peace shooting threes. That's what the NBA is about. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, moving along. Raptors and Bucks. I will say, um, I actually, if Lowry is back and healthy, I really like the Raptors. Um, I think if, if healthy, they're the second best team in the East, in my opinion. Um, Unfortunately, if they win, they'll play against the Cavs in the second series. Um, and the Bucks have been a really good story this year, but I think that's gonna, I think that's gonna, you know, stop here. And I think Raptors actually match up pretty well against the Bucks and Giannis. Um, particularly PJ Tucker, I think will be good at defending Giannis. And if they just back off him and and try to force him to shoot. Um, and they have a, a series to kind of plan for that, I think that'll work. So I'm going to take Raptors in six. Uh, I had Raptors in five. Um, I also was, uh, due to flight delays at the Atlanta airport at this wedding I was at, I got to take the place of this guy named PJ at the rehearsal dinner. Uh, and so I got to sit there. A uh, good friend of the groom, I guess, from like high school. But I didn't remember his last name ever because it was crossed out on the name tag. So I kept calling this guy PJ Tucker because uh, that was the only PJ <laughs> I could think of. So uh, I also agree with the Lowry being back. Like at first, I was going to make a big argument for the Bucks being able to like hang with them, you know, Malcolm Brogdon and whatnot. But then I I checked in on Lowry's health, and it, I feel like he's 
he's back, uh, and and that bumps up the Raptors a lot, in my opinion. So I had him in five. Joel, nice. Is is Brogdon back too? Yeah, he he just had that old man sore back, I think. Okay, okay. Uh, I will just for variety's sake go Raptors in four. I agree with you, Ray, that they're the second best team in the East. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like uh, maybe they won't have the pressure of last year of, you know, having to win a playoff series, which I feel like uh, might help them with that sweep. Yes, absolutely. Um, next up, Cavs versus Pacers. Uh, I think actually, I think this one's going to be really interesting and this will kick off the playoffs tomorrow afternoon, Saturday afternoon. Um and because obviously the Cavs have a lot of good players and they're an intriguing team. Um, and the Pacers, it'll be really interesting to see how Paul George matches up with LeBron. I think they will be guarding each other a lot. Um, I also, I like, like, Miles Turner is a guy I don't think he gets talked about enough. A lot of people are talking about these young centers uh, that have a lot of potential, like, for good reasons, like Towns and Jokic and Embiid and Porzingis. Um, I think Miles Turner is not mentioned enough in that conversation. Uh, I think he, both with his shooting and his uh, ability to protect the rim, that he could really be awesome. Um, so I'll be interested to see how he plays. Uh, ultimately, I don't think the Pacers have enough depth, um, or really enough of a lot of things to beat the Cavs. So unless the Cavs are really continue to stay in a funk, which they've been in for a while, uh, I got the Cavs winning in five games. And um, I think that's good analysis there. Like the shout out for Miles Turner. Uh, I had the Cavs in six. Just some of these games you've watched them, like the funk they've been in is just weird. Uh, yeah. I think obviously LeBron is going to turn it on and like they won't lose the series, but I think they might just have some rough games in there. Yeah. Uh, that, that leads to the Pacers picking up a couple. Uh, yeah. yeah. Joel, you have any thoughts on that one? Yeah. Um, I would go Cavs in five too, I think. Um, yeah, no, no, no thoughts besides, yeah, I like the shout out to Miles Turner, uh, former UT player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What's the gig em, hook em, skewer em? Hook em, hook em, yeah. Not hook em, horns, yeah. Gig em is the, is the Aggies. Yeah. Okay. Go okay. who's. Yeah. Who's. That's what they say at UT Austin. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan went to AM, right, Joel? Correct. Yeah, yeah. DeAndre Jordan. Um, AC Law. I don't know. Texas. Yes. Uh, DJ Augustine, maybe? He went to Texas, yeah. Okay. He, he went to Texas, yeah. Nice. Um, on to the Celtics versus the Bulls. Um, so this, this is an interesting series. I am a... I am a unapologetic Celtics hater um mainly because he's they, jealous no not because I'm <laughs> jealous uh they somehow are thought of as this both very intelligent and morally uh I don't know venerable team um because they've built with young players and maintained a competitive team good for them you know all right let's all get over it let's all just get over it and you know what the Sixers doing is okay too we didn't get to trade you know Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen and all these or Paul Pierce for these uh draft picks to proker off because the Nets are dummies okay like it's just it's okay it's okay everybody I hope the Celtics lose this series. um the other thing but in all seriousness um <laughs> The best player in this series is, without a doubt, Jimmy Butler, in my opinion. Um, I thought you were going to say Isaiah Thomas. I was not. Uh, <laughs> and um, the Bulls are an ugly team, but they've been playing some decent basketball lately. Um, the Celtics are an all-around team, and they've they've finished with a top seed in the East. They had a really great year. Um, but the East was overall kind of down, um, at least in terms of win totals. And... The, the Celtics, while they were a really good regular season team, I don't think they're the best playoff team, um, mainly because their best player, Isaiah Thomas, uh, is a defensive liability. And in a playoff series, I think teams are going to be able to scheme uh, to really focus on him uh, and, and exploit his weaknesses on the defensive end. Um, and, and we'll see. Um, 
you know, I think it's possible that like Butler just like goes supernova and uh, makes this a series. I think certainly the most likely outcome is the Celtics uh, winning. Uh, I went ahead and uh, maybe out of my irrational Celtics hatred went Celtics <laughs> in seven. Um, but that's what I got. Um, yeah, so I disagree with you on a lot of these Celtics bashing things here. Uh, not that I love to defend Boston sports teams, uh, but I think so. I had Celtics in five, and I just have three words for you playoff Kelly Olenek. <laughs> also, I just hate watching Kelly Olenek play basketball or do anything. If, if really, there's any, I just don't like in images that include him, really. Um, he's he's yeah, a Joe. frustrating looking player for sure. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, I'm hopeful personally for some playoff Rondo. Uh, I I can't remember if I told you all this, but I went to a Bulls game earlier in the season and got a Rondo bobblehead. Oh, uh, nice. It also happened. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty sweet. It also happened to be the same night when uh, Rondo got a DNP coach's decision that <laughs> um, <laughs> ended up being pretty controversial because uh, I think he he said some quotes after the game about how he didn't know why he didn't play. Um, Was that when you did that Instagram post thing how... where he trashed everybody? Uh, I think this may have been... I can't remember when it was in relation to that. Um, but, uh, you know, I like to think that his anger had something to do with the fact that it was his bobblehead night at uh, the United Center and he didn't get to play. Yeah, um, rough promotion there. So yeah, the PR team's got to step up on that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, anyways, no, I, I don't like the Celtics either. So I'll say, uh, but I mean, I don't really think the Bulls have any chance. So I'll say Celtics and six. All right. Nice. Moving to the Western Conference. Moving West. Our favorite um, conference. Or at least my favorite conference. Yeah. Definitely the better conference for sure. Um, we've got the Salt Lake, Utah, City of Jazz, Utah Jazz. Yeah. Should we switch? Should we Should we do a different order this time? Should we do Joel first? or? Yeah. Let's do Joel first. Actually, we'll save Joel first for the Oklahoma City one. How about that? I'll okay. do first on this one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I don't care about either of these teams. Yeah. <laughs> this is a terrible one to go first on. I have the Clippers in six, uh, mainly because they have a better team. <laughs> uh, I think Ray had it a little closer. Uh, I know that Gobert, obviously, that's a cool player to have uh, for the Jazz. Gordon Hayward, also good. Um, but I just trust that, you know, Clippers, big players, going to do well. Yeah. Here you got, Joel. Um, God, this, is, this is probably the hardest one, I think, um, in, the whole, in the whole playoffs. I would say I'm going to go Jazz in seven. Um, Ooh. I'm tempted. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a toss-up, but I, that's who I want to win. Because I don't really like the Clippers, and I think it'd be funny if they lost in the first round. Yes, I also don't like the Clippers. Um, if the Jazz and I like the Jazz team better, um, if they were playing well coming into the playoffs, I would also pick them. But they haven't been playing as well. Um, they've got some injury issues, um, so I went Clippers in seven. I also don't like their team. Uh, in general, and I think they just don't have any bench depth or any good ben- bench depth. Um, but yeah, but they have Chris Paul. I love Chris. Chris Paul is just awesome at basketball. He's, he's really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Joel, let's hear about your your thoughts on Rockets Thunder. Ooh, um, well, my main thought is that I'm disappointed that they're not going to announce the MVP before this series. Because um, I think that would be fun if they did. Because I think it will definitely be either Harden or Russ. Um, no, no shade at Kawhi because I think he's just as good of a pick. Um, but prediction-wise, I'll just uh, well, in in uh, the spirit of not jinxing it, I'm going to say Rockets in six. 
but obviously that's not what I'm hoping for. The old reverse jinx works every time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Sherman. This is uh, this is definitely going to be my most the series I'm most excited to watch. Uh, entertainment value. This is this is your bet, uh, in my opinion. Uh, in the spirit of definitely. that, in the spirit of that, I picked uh, Rockets in seven because uh, I think it's just going to come. It's, it's something crazy is going to happen in this series. That's my thought. Yeah. I'm. I'm with you there. Some general thoughts on the series. A lot of people have been talking about the Rockets as a high-variance team because uh, of how many threes they shoot as someone who could potentially knock off the Warriors. I think that argument is probably sound. Um, I don't think they'll beat the Warriors, but the logic is right. I think at the same level, they have a they have more low-variance outcomes if they just don't shoot well. Um, and I do think there's a scenario in which Russ just like takes over this series um all that to say i think the rockets are a much better team um and like i similar to our argument for harden and westbrook um i just i think harden makes his team better um so i'm going rockets in five but i would not be floored if the thunder take it to seven games or even one Um, jump shooting teams man they can't win (laughs) (laughs) um also, Ryan Anderson recently was injured. He's he's healthy again, but he has he's like dealt with back problems for a while. So, if he goes out, that really changes how yeah. he touches the floor. So, um, I feel like we've all seen enough of Ryan Anderson. Also, to well, at least speaking for myself, I'll say I've seen enough not to uh, have a ton of faith in him. Yeah. And I'll speak like, for as somebody that the team really needs to lean on. We've uh, <laughs> we've certainly been compared to Ryan Anderson enough on playgrounds <laughs> while playing pickup basketball to say that sometimes your back hurts real bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. Uh, speaking of uh, Chandler Parsons, uh, Spurs <laughs> Spurs versus Grizzlies up next. Um, I think uh, again the Spurs they just had another Spursian season, one over sixty games. Um, the Grizz, they still got a lot of their grit and grind players. Um, Marcus all kind of tailed toward the end of the year, but they have a really nice starting five. Just read a great article about how Mike Connolly has never gotten a technical in his basketball playing career. Ooh. You should read that. Um, Even in like middle school. That's well, it said like at least back to at least back to college, if not high school. Wow. Um, but um, I will. I think the Spurs are just a way better team. Uh, the Grizzlies aren't very deep. I'm going Spurs in five. Um, I have, yeah, uh, I saw both of these teams play in person. Uh, Marcus Hall is awesome to watch. He's so good at passing. Uh, but he also got totally torched by Boogie Cousins. When I, speaking of technical fouls, uh, got torched by Boogie Cousins for 41 <laughs> points uh, when I saw them play the Pelicans. Uh, and just the rest of the team doesn't inspire a whole lot of confidence. And I think, I don't, yeah. I think there's a chance that the Spurs can can pull the sweep, and so I'm going to pick Spurs sweep in it. Uh, Joel, what do you think? You're going, to, you're going with the sweep? Yeah, I'm going with the sweep. Um, I'll go I'll go Spurs in six then, um, just because you know maybe I could see like a throwback Zebo game would be pretty fun. I feel like he always plays the Spurs pretty well. Um, but yeah, this is probably the best series that I'm least excited to watch. Uh, although Gasol brothers going at it maybe could be fun. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 With yeah. on on the playgrounds, which Gasol brother do y'all think you would get uh, identified with most? Ooh, I would probably. I think I think Marcus Gasol has a more Pow Pow has a particularly unique look. I would say. Uh, so I would probably say that Mark, just on being a more kind of regular looking person, I definitely get Pow. There's uh, yeah, like Tony Fam put this picture up yeah. where Pow Gasol is shooting on Facebook. He's shooting a free throw and he's making this kind of weird face. And then like it's uh, there's if we're both like making weird faces in pictures, I think there are some pictures where we look pretty similar. And also, if you can't tell that he is like a foot taller than me. Um, yeah, <laughs> maybe not a whole foot, but but I like much that. taller. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of Alexei Shved, 
uh <laughs> last series warriors <laughs> versus trailblazers um we probably don't need to say too much the warriors yeah. are much better than the trailblazers and uh the trailblazers were playing well with joseph nurkic but i think he's still hurt yeah and um, Yusuf. is that i think Yusuf. what is did it i Yusuf? say joseph did i say joseph that yeah. was definitely wrong it's Yusuf. i mean you just anglicized it a little yeah um but the Warriors or the Trailblazers were already bad at defense. Um, not only can they not guard the Warriors on the perimeter, uh, they can't stop them at the rim. So it's really just going to be wherever the Warriors want to shoot from, uh, they're going to do it and make it a lot of the time. And I, I have Warriors in four. Yeah, I had uh, Warriors in five just because I think like there's going to be one of those weird games where where Warriors are just bricking and, and Warriors like, uh, hitting a bunch of shots. Uh, but in either way, five or four, it was only a question of five or four for me. Shout out to, sorry, shout yeah. out to Mo Harkless. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mo Harkless had a clause in his contract where if he uh, shot better than 35% from three, he would make an additional, I believe, $500,000. Yeah. Um, going into the last game of the season, he was at like 35.1 or 2%. Um and if he went like over three, I think maybe over two also, yeah, um, or maybe worse it's, than one for three, he yeah. would have fell below thirty-five percent and lost on this five hundred thousand dollar bonus. And so all he had to do was not shoot a single three, and he would guarantee that he got this bonus. And you better believe it, he did not shoot a single three, and I think that was the right thing to do. And I applaud him, and I'm glad he got his bonus. I didn't see the game, but I saw the Pelicans were playing them. I saw the Pelicans won by three, uh, and I was really hoping that there was sort of a situation at the end of the game where Harkless was in, and they like passed it to him to like go for the game time three, and he would like dribble in and shoot a two instead. Or he or just something. like stepped on the line yeah. for cares. Oh, whoops! I stepped on the line. <laughs> uh, nice. Well, that's. I think that's a bad sign for the Blazers because you know shooters got to shoot. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Warriors in four. Also, good right. choice. And real quick, let's do a let's do a crazy uh, finals prediction. Both the teams and the outcome and the number of games. I will kick it off. I know this is a little off the map. Uh, well, not the first part. Um, I'm gonna pick the Warriors to win the NBA championship over the Washington Wizards. Uh, in four games, Washington, I the reason that I picked the Wizards is because they wouldn't have to play the Cavs until the conference finals. Uh, and their starting five is really nice, and I think the Cavs are beatable with how bad they've been playing defense, and it just felt more fun to pick someone other than the Cavs. All right. Uh, I wasn't prepared to make these like really far in the future predictions, uh, so just in the interest of annoying Ray, I'm going to say that it's going to be Spurs over Celtics in five. <laughs> I think the Celtics are definitely the best team in the East. I applaud their team building strategy, a uh, really high moral character from everyone involved in that organization, really. Uh, so, yeah. And then the Spurs are awesome. Yeah. Got a lot of David Robinson stuff in my house. So got to <laughs> shout out to them. Nice. Joel, Joel any like finals, okay, finals um, matchup here? All right, and yeah, I guess in this, you know, to go along with being a contrarian, I'll say Rockets over Raptors in six. Wow. Um, like although, that. yeah, you know, um, I think that would involve, like you were saying, Ray, some very uh, high variance games out of the Rockets in several series. Um, but I think they could. I think they could potentially beat the Warriors. I, I only watched the game early in the season when they beat the Warriors in overtime. So that's, you know, uh, Recent that's bias. the only game between those teams that I've seen. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and I'm glad that none of us picked the Cavs because, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of different teams in there and none of them were the Cavs. Uh, well, yeah. we're, we're real out of time here. I think I've held both of you all up from some commitments that you got to get to, but it was a pleasure having Joel on the podcast. Uh, we thank you for joining us. Thank you, Joel. Um, and Thanks, we hope... yeah, happy to be here. Yeah. And Even then... though you called my argument dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in after the first round for our second round predictions and Ray and Joel just going battle Royale, calling each other dumb for five minutes. Yeah. 
Uh. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> be watching watching that uh, OKC Rockets series real closely. Yeah. yeah. All right, Joel. Take it easy. Cool. Uh, this All has right. been. Thanks uh, again, guys. Pick and Joel, half court and mid range. Thanks for listening. Happy basketball. Happy playoffs. Thank you.